재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Well, some dramatic scenes unfolded in Turkey over the weekend as tanks were seen on the streets, fighter jets flew overhead, and helicopter gunships strafed the parliament building and other government offices in a coup attempt to depose the current president, Tajip Erdogan. However, within hours, the coup quickly lost momentum, ending in failure with the final death toll numbering around 250 and more than 6,000 officers and members of the judiciary being swiftly arrested in the aftermath. We're going to get some analysis on the situation right now. And joining us from the Department of Politics and International Relations at the University of Cambridge, International Relations Lecturer, Dr. Aisha Zarakol. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, First, just, I guess, in a broad sense, why did this coup ultimately fail? We know that there have been successful military coups in decades past within Turkey. Um, Was there any particular unique dynamic to this coup attempt? Uh, Yes, I would point to two reasons for why the coup failed. Uh, First, uh, the uh, executors of the coup were not working within the military chain of command. Uh, They uh, took the general chief of staff hostage uh, in, uh, in the early evening uh, and uh, tried to force him to read a statement uh, and he refused to do so. So f- from the very beginning, um, the, uh, the top brass uh, was not involved and later uh, other parts of the military came out against uh, against the coup. So there was a division uh, that made um, the execution difficult. The second factor is the uh, the plotters were never uh, able to seek, um, to um, take custody of the president, mm. uh, and uh, this allowed uh, President Erdogan and other AKP uh, politicians to go on uh, various uh, private news channels and uh, issue calls to their supporters to go on the streets. Uh, and once the civilians were on the streets, uh, the um, coup lost momentum. So I think these were the two major factors uh, as to why the coup failed. Nevertheless, uh, does the coup attempt reflect any uh, sense of growing discontent over um, Erdogan's policies, uh, consolidation of power and this long-running debate over Islamization of the country? I, I, I mean, it seems that way. I, the I mean, the the government's uh, official narrative is that this was a small faction within the military, but uh, judging by the arrests, uh, as is stated, uh, around 3,000 military officers were arrested, and many of them actually are high-ranking officers. 3,000 um, prosecutors and judges have been arrested. And just today, a moment ago, I saw reports that uh, around 9,000 police officers had been benched. So uh, at the very least, uh, this seems to point to a growing discontent within the government bureaucracy uh, about uh, about uh, the Erdogan regime. So it does seem to be uh, a wider scale effort than uh, uh, what the AKP mm. government is portraying it as officially. But you do point out of an important factor in the aftermath of this is that it does seem to uh, prove to be 
beneficial long term for Erdogan's political prospects because of those purges, um, uh, removing these high-ranking officials in the military, uh, the judiciary, and you mentioned the police as well. So does that help him then kind of win the battle against the secularists and, and consolidate power in the midterm? Um, I think in the, yeah, in the, in the short term, this will uh, uh, help uh, Erdogan uh, get rid of opponents. I mean, there are reports that there were already lists drawn up that, you know, and this was partly the motivation behind the coup. These officers knew that they were uh, going to be targeted and, you know, they uh, arguably they acted in order to, in a last-ditch effort uh, to save themselves. This is one of the uh, running theories now. So the coup, uh, at the failed coup attempt gives Erdogan a freer hand to uh, execute these purges. I think you're right about that. But at the same time, uh, you know, the the state has suffered a blow. Um, the, you know, uh, the, the military uh, and the judiciary are basically not able to function right now, mm. uh, and there will be long-term repercussions uh, from these uh, um these weeks, this week's events, and I don't know that in the long term uh, it will work to Erdogan's advantage. Interesting. It it does seem like if you look at the so-called Western powers and how they viewed the situation, uh, they were very, quite quick to condemn the coup. Uh, they did, um, in some quarters, voice support for Erdogan, despite all the misgivings that we've talked about. Um, is 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 the sense right now, at least outside of Turkey, that? stability and order really takes priority over any other type of political upheaval because of the uh, the immense challenges right now in the in the region i i think that that must be the calculus at the same time we should note that uh, there have been accusations from some government officials in, including the labor minister that the this was a u.s hmm. uh, sponsored coup uh, and uh you know, for a while, the electricity to the American base uh, in Turkey in Injilik was uh, shut off. Uh, the operations there were interrupted. And uh, right now, there is an FAA ban on all flights originating from Turkey to the U.S., which is supposed to be in effect until September 1st. So there seems to be uh, some tension behind the scenes uh, between uh, between U.S. and Turkey, accusations coming from uh, the Turkish government. Uh, and this comes at the heels of an already, you know, tense couple of months between the U.S. and Turkey over Syria policy. Mm-hmm. So this is a situation that should be watched closely. The tensions with the U.S. You've pointed out um, Turkey also a very, very tense um, situation with Russia as well, and obviously the, the the problems with Syria. You mentioned that in the short term this might bode well for Erdogan, but in the long term uh, it does not necessarily mean he's guaranteed his grip in, in power. How do you see foresee the situation uh, playing out in the long term? I mean, one of the um, big questions is uh, what will happen uh, in the southeast. Uh, as you may know, uh, since last summer, uh, the hostilities between uh, Turkish armed forces and the uh, Kurdish separatist group, uh, PKK, had been resumed, and uh, 
there was much talk of, a, in fact, a, a coalition between uh, the Turkish military and AKP on this question. They were finally seeing eye to eye. Uh, so this, at the very least, this coalition uh, is broken. Um, if Erdogan suspects that there was wider support within the military for the coup, uh, he will not be able to uh, trust uh, the military with this task any longer. Uh, and uh, the PKK may take advantage of the situation. And then, you know, we have, the, uh, you know, the Syrian civil war uh, at the borders and um, reports of considerable ISIS presence within right. the country. So it's a really volatile situation. Uh, and, um, and already things were, uh, sure. you know, the situation was uh, fragile. So what will happen without the uh, without the well-functioning military judiciary? Okay. There are many reasons to be concerned. Well, uh, we're going to have to leave it there, but we do appreciate the analysis and thank you very much for your time, Dr. Zadokol. Thank you. My pleasure.